I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Logo man, patch auto one of one. Luka Doncic. Boom! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary. It's great to be with you. And today, man, NBA collectors and investors, what a world we live in right now. There are still incredible deals out there on basketball cards, even though we await more card releases from last season. Mosaic, here it comes next week. Chronicles this week. And in about six weeks, maybe we'll get select. Panini select with the tricolor. All those things. Select court sides. Hopefully I'm not overprinting everything again. But anyway, guys, gals, it is great to have you with us for Basketball Cards 101. Today we're going to focus on major brands and sets, things you need to know about. You may have heard words like Prism, Flawless, National Treasures, NBA Hoops, Court Kings. Have you heard of that? Maybe you've heard of Revolution. We're going to talk about a bunch of the brands Pros and cons, basics you need to know. Hey, I'm going to go at this in categories like low budget, beginner or basic entry level cards, and then I'll go high budget, like elite, right? Premium cards that you can only get in certain places and from certain dealers. And then I'll just wrap things up by talking about what's popular and why. And uh, and then then we'll call it a day, you know? So thanks for joining us. Hoops and cards, hey, let's get after it. Oh, yeah. What is up, everybody? Basketball card collectors and investors. I hope you had a great weekend. I know I did. Uh, enjoyed a terrific card show on Saturday and uh, I had just some great family time too with uh, things going on. So, and certainly football season, big deal here. But, uh, but yeah, look forward to catching up with you and today talking about basketball cards 101. I mean, here we go. We're in the middle of this series and talking about essentials. Some of you have already messaged me and said, yeah, uh, I, I found your podcast kind of on accident, but this is exactly what I needed is the foundations tell me the like give me the overview of what the hobby is like now what kind of cards are out there when and what and how to buy when and what and how to sell we cover a lot of those things in this series uh started out with looking at collecting and investing in the different priorities that that you might have uh with that and how there's a little bit of each in all of us right i mean if this was just stocks then you would be buying and selling stocks or you'd be buying and selling some other commodities, some other, you know, you'd be flipping shoes or something. Uh, there's something that has drawn you sports-wise and even card-wise to these things, to sports cards, basketball cards. Maybe it's your youth, you know? Maybe like me, when you were five or 10 years old, you had sports cards, you had baseball cards, or you knew somebody that did, and uh, that's another reason we get into it is just the friendships, the connections that we already had or the new ones that we're making there. And uh, today's Basketball Cards 101 episode, you guys, I thought it would be appropriate because uh, in the next three to six weeks, maybe seven weeks, 
we have three more types of basketball cards coming out, giving us their 21 and 22, you know, the new, brand new cards that you might see at Target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble. You might even see them at Dick's Sporting Goods, for all I know, or Dollar General. But uh, Chronicles, Panini Chronicles, which has a lot of uh, different cheap brands inside it. It's this mix of cards that usually you get a lot of good players in each pack. But the card quality is not awesome. They're still cool pictures and uh, good deals to collect, especially when they're uh, low numbered or a limited edition type of card. But then in a few weeks after that, we've got Mosaic. That is a recent development in the hobby. I think that'll be their third year in a row of doing Mosaic basketball and making those available at retail. They're awesome looking as well and uh, very popular. And then it was originally scheduled to be early October. Now uh, Panini Select basketball, those will be coming out in late October. So pushed it back three or four weeks. No big surprise, by the way. Uh, we waited long enough for even just the, the, the NBA hoops this past year, and COVID sent these uh, dates and this timing for producing, not only producing cards, but getting pictures and players progressing through into to, you know wearing their pro cards. But all that to say, the, the release of new cards, we'll talk about that today, where to buy them, uh, what the different brands are. From the low end or the cheaper or the bargain hunter priced cards to the high end. The I don't know where to find them unless you know a dealer who's got a connection and you're willing to pay more than $1,000 for a hobby box or you're willing to pay hundreds of dollars to get in a break. These are terms I'll, uh, I'll be sure to define when it's time. But you guys, uh, this is an important episode to know. We'll also look a bit at past basketball cards from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and different brands that came and went, Uh, different brands even now that are pumping out high school basketball cards and college player basketball cards now that they can do that, and those players can sign autographs on those cards and do all kinds of stuff. So yeah, there's a lot going on, lots to talk about with these brands of basketball cards here in 2022. So you're in the right place especially as we're about to kick off the NBA season here. I mean, the first the first preseason game is September 30th. So that's like, that's 11 days away, you guys. I know it's in Tokyo, Japan, but it's 11 days away. Hello. You know, and then just two and a half weeks after that, you've got the NBA season, the tip-off. I can't wait to get after it. So I'm glad you're with us for Basketball Cards 101. So when you think about the brands, I I want you to know that there are some very affordable, good looking, fun to collect, fun to have budget level uh, basketball cards, even still. And the brands that I think stand at the forefront of those cheaper Uh, new basketball releases would be NBA Hoops. And yes, the same company, NBA Hoops, that released cards in like 1989. That iconic white border, Michael Jordan, and all those 89 hoops that they made. I mean, I got a gazillion of them in the basement, but 
NBA hoops is still pretty much like white paper, usually pretty decent pictures. But the, the, the fun thing about hoops, the last, gosh, as many years as I can remember, is the fun inserts. They have some very good looking inserts that I like to collect or like to have, uh, sometimes sell city edition, prime twine. There's, there's just a lot of, of fun inserts. Some of them are silver, uh, or hologram, different colors. I would just say that if you want to buy hoops, it's probably your cheapest buy as far as a hobby box, which hobby boxes, we keep saying that it's boxes that you can't find at like Walmart or Target. They're, they're often the first ones released of that set each year. The hobby box often comes with a guaranteed number of autograph cards and a guaranteed number of hits like, like numbered or rare cards, but NBA hoops, those are the kind with the hobby box that you can get a lot of those awesome inserts in and you might have to buy them from a card dealer or from a wholesaler like Blowout Cards, Cardboard Connection. There's there's just a lot of places to buy. You can buy hobby boxes on eBay, of course. So NBA Hoops is the cheapest, I believe. And, and I'm naming popular brands. Like I said in Chronicles, it's like getting a box of a variety of brands in one box or in one pack even. And so there's, there's a lot of different, you know, Pinnacle, Panini, uh, regular chronicles illusions there's five or six absolute prestige that are paper brands that that you can find in different different spots uh different packs but my favorite cheap or paper basketball card every year is is donruss and uh donruss still has the rated rookies donruss has a lot of great collectible uh, parallels. That means like different color. I loved this year getting some of the rookie cards of guys like Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Bones Highland, getting those in their orange laser hollow. Those are cool looking and they're, they, they tend to retain value better. I like this year they added the teal laser hollow, the teal. So it's funner to say the word teal. Uh, and they have green, yellow laser, green flood, but Donruss cards are like the mainstream favorite when it comes to cheaper sets each year. And guys, it's, it's also ironic or strategic timing on Panini's part that produces a lot of these cards that they release the cheaper cards, these paper cards earlier in uh, the season. So they want us to get crazy about buying the Cade Cunningham the first Cade Cunningham rookie or the first Evan Mobley rookie is going to be either NBA hoops or one of the, the draft pick sets like Chronicles draft picks or Panini Prism draft picks that are the players in their college uniforms. Because they know if we've already had access to the really good cards or the really popular cards, we wouldn't care. Uh, there would be nothing special about those paper cards except the fact that they're cheaper and you can buy them earlier than the other cards. So do I think that any of those paper cheap cards are investable? Uh, I certainly think they're fun to collect and have. I think I've had success, let me just say this, I've had some success buying and selling Don Russ 
rated rookies of players like Ja Morant, Trey Young, you know, the big names over the last uh, 10 years or so. So you think back through Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. There's a lot of good rated rookie cards. Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic. Some of those are good bargains right now. But uh, I am getting more and more picky about just buying singles and buying ones that are well-centered, that don't have scratches, so that I can I can say, number one, that, that card <clears throat> looks great, but it's going to be attractive to somebody else that might want to buy it from me. And I'm, I'm strictly talking about Don Russ. That means you're going to have to look for cards that are well-centered. Sometimes the Don Russ, you can tell with their white border around a square, um, you can tell if it's off-centered or not. I like that. <clears throat> At the same time, what I don't like is buying a box of cards, whether that's the retail Don Russ or the hobby boxes. And let me just say this, Don Russ's hobby box has some of my all-time favorite. In fact, if you listen to this show, you're like, yep, he's gonna talk about Net Marvels. Hey, they have some of my favorite inserts. What those are are subsets or small groups of players where they release different looking cards and the Net Marvels look like uh, like accurate cartoons, um, caricatures of 12 to 15 players each year. And those are awesome. They, to me, they're my favorite Donruss cards to collect. Although, uh, you know, I talked about the laser hollows and this year they did release, I did get a Cameron Thomas rookie autograph card from Donruss. That is a, it's like a, just a silver laser hollow. Very cool card. Very cool card. So Donruss cards, I like to collect, of course, but I like to invest in them. Uh, if I'm getting a well-centered base card, if I'm getting a, a Laser Hollow or a Net Marvels of a, just an awesome player or rookie, those, those are the cards I love to collect. You do you. You know, I'm just giving you an overview of these sets. In fact, I should have told you that my, I think my favorite NBA Hoops subset is the Slam Magazine covers, which you can also get in like the silver hologram version of those. Those are awesome. So the nice part about any of those, but specifically Hoops and Don Russ, is if you're gonna if you're gonna buy a box to rip, those will be the cheapest and they will be fun. Now, will they be bringing you the resale value that you're hoping for? I guess that just depends on what autographs you get in the box, right? <clears throat> or if you get low numbered cards of like a LaMelo Ball rated rookie or Cade Cunningham rated rookie. If you get lucky enough to pull one of the big rookies out of a class in a hobby box of Donruss, then you might, especially if you grade those cards and they get a 10, of course, you might be able to make your money back and then some. But uh, those would be the budget plays. In a moment, I'll get to the premium cards that, uh, that you need to know. But cheap sets, cheap cards, you need to be thinking about NBA Hoops, Don Russ, uh, Chronicles, which has a collection of them. I did mention, I'm not going to say a whole lot about Illusions, Absolute Basketball. There are these other ones, Contenders, that often have the first rookie autograph cards of some of these players. Those are all decent cards, but I'm talking paper, lower end cost cards in comparison to the popular and the... Uh, expensive or the prestigious, no pun intended, cards 
of each basketball year. So I'll get to those in a minute. All right, you basketball 101ers. There are some elite, very cool, (laughs) beautiful, exclusive cards that come out every year for the NBA. And uh, the names I think you need to know would be National Treasures and Flawless. I think you get extra credit if you know what Immaculate and Impeccable and to a lesser extent Origins there, there are um, a variety of cards that are just made thicker. They're just built different, if you know what I'm saying. They're made from, they look like a piece of thick white cardboard, and often they have a limited number. In fact, every single one of the base, like the regular cards, of Flawless, National Treasures, uh, what's his cheese, Impeccable, Immaculate, they are all numbered quite often to 99. So... I, I love that, but they also release versions of similar cards that are numbered to 75 or numbered to 50 or numbered to 35, like the Darius Garland that I'm trying to win in an auction uh, here on eBay. So don't bid against me. If you're listening, please do not bid against me. Uh, that's, that's just not cool. Uh, I basically have dibs on any Darius Garland card I want. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, those brands, you need to know. National Treasures... When you hear somebody talk about an RPA, which means Rookie Patch Auto, so the first card of a guy in his pro uniform, remember that, pro uniform, rookie with a patch or a piece of jersey, sometimes it's game-worn. You have to read a little sentence on the back that might say, the enclosed game-worn material is guaranteed by Panini, or it might say, the enclosed patch of something-something doesn't have anything to do with any game player or thing. It makes me wonder where they got those patches. But seriously, you can read the description about that patch, that piece of jersey. Sometimes the patches are multiple colors because they're taken from a place on a player's jersey that has multiple colors where there might be numbers, you know, or the, the stitched name of the team or maybe the NBA logo, which gives us the famous logo man, the logo man, the logo man. You know, those cards are often a one of one. But National Treasures... You guys, so expensive. Usually worth it. I'm just saying, usually worth it if you're getting great hits and great cards. But then you've got, what else did I say? Flawless, very similar, gorgeous-looking cards. Impeccable and immaculate. A little cheaper, but uh, still give you the same beautiful look in a card. The same features of being numbered, a thicker card that, uh, that often comes with a you know, special opportunity to get autographs or to get... Uh, patches of jersey so that's pretty awesome i love those cards and in fact uh when everybody as at a time is chasing out uh silver prisms and things like that and uh autograph cards that everybody's overpaying for because everybody wants them you might be able to find some numbered to 99 rookie cards in in impeccable or in immaculate that you might just love and uh and that would increase in value over time because these are the cards I'm telling you that, that mostly people who know the hobby or around this for a while, they know where to find those cards. I think you need to know that because a lot of the people just starting out and getting on uh, uh, to collecting and investing, a lot of them only know what they see at Walmart and Target or what their friends tell them about. 
or what they've seen at a show, right? And uh, and so I think it's very important to at least know, hey, um, there's an opportunity here to buy a limited number card. For me, um, that, that's been cool to be able to, to nail down um, some nice cards of players that I want to personally collect. That's how I've treated those, those uh, thicker, nicer cards that I want to collect a few nice LeBron James, Tyrese Maxey, Darius Garland, the players that, um, you know, even if I get a base card of them from National Treasures, it's numbered to 99. Or I was able to pick up a second year Tyrese Maxey, National Treasures rookie that was a a parallel. They call it the Emerald Parallel, where some of the border is done in green instead of whatever the regular color is. And it's numbered to five. And I absolutely love that card. I got a steal on it. Uh, I think so on an, on an eBay negotiation because I think the person just wanted to sell. Honestly, I, I felt like I was the right buyer at the right time, you know? Um, but those are the cards that I like to buy. Um, in fact, my strategy, just so you know, and, um, I, I, I recommend this for investors, collectors. Maybe you want to do it differently. Some of you that just love the experience of, ripping wax and digging in and hoping that you can get that elusive Luka Doncic silver, you know, prism rookie or the Cade Cunningham, you know, the, you might, you might just love the thrill of the chase. You might love the thrill that, that does feel like gambling. It does feeling like I'm buying a lottery ticket, you know, I'm opening this box that I got at target or I'm opening this hobby box that I ordered online. And, um, you know, I saw Pac-Man rip it on a YouTube video. Whoa, no, 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 Pac-Man. Sorry about this, you guys. Um, I'm, I'm trying to test out some new audio features here, uh, here as I talk about these brands. But you might love buying boxes and ripping them for the adventure. I'll say that for me, that excitement wore off pretty quickly when I had, man, most of the time I, I would look at the card. I'd have this fun, exciting time opening the cards. I might even make a little video of it, you know? to remember the moment and be excited about one or two rookies that I got. Uh, but at the end of the day or at the end of the rip, that's what they call when you're opening a box, right? When, when you've ripped wax, you've opened a box of cards and you look at those cards and you would say, I, I just spent $200 on a box and got $60 worth of cards. Maybe, like maybe if I sell them right away to the right buyers, and uh, that, that feeling, uh, I, I, I'm done with it. I don't want to do it anymore. Doesn't mean that I don't still occasionally buy a $20 or $30 blaster box. Those little square boxes that you can buy in retail at Target and Walmart and whatever. Like I still do that, but I don't spend a lot of money on wax. I don't splurge and get hobby boxes. I like buying the, the single, the individual cards of players that I want Obviously, because then I know what I'm getting, right? I know the condition of the card and I'm able to just focus my investing that way. You might say, man, I'm just in it for the thrill. That is so much fun. It really is. I mean, I'm not saying it's not fun and that and that that, that doesn't have value. You know, the experience is valuable um, and it does have potential. Like I have pulled some great cards. I have and sent them away to PSA and been very, very happy. But to me, in the last three years that I've been back into this thing, I would say that happens maybe 15% of the time. The other 80, 85% of the time when I've opened wax, I've been 
very disappointed. <laughs> and I've looked at like, what did I just do with my 40 bucks or my 80 bucks or my 200 bucks? And that money adds up, people. So all that to say, I like those premium sets. If I'm sniping, looking for individual cards online or that I see at a show, National Treasures, remember those names? Flawless, Impeccable, Immaculate. I'll throw in Origins there. Uh, yeah, and we'll get to the most popular sets, the uh, the biggest chase as far as retail goes that surrounds Prism, Optic, Mosaic, Select. Yeah, we'll talk about those in a minute. Why did the orange lose the race? Nobody gonna ask why. Somebody gonna say why? I don't know why. He ran out of juice. All right. Some people would say I've saved the best for last. I want to talk about the most popular brands of cards today in 2022. One of them that maybe. Most people consider the top brand to buy and sell because so many people are doing it. And and that doesn't mean that I think these are the best looking or that long term they're even the best investments. It just means that's what's been popular. Prism. Prism basketball has been popular. It's been at the top of the hobby. Basketball cards for the cards that were released. I want to say, I mean, it started in 2012. That's the iconic 2012 Prism set with all of the, a lot of the big rookies, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, I could name about 50 other guys right now, um, but just a lot of great rookies in that set. And if you want to talk about a player's value, like often it starts with, well, what's his Prism or his Prism Silver going for, or his Prism Base PSA 10? When you hear a podcast or you look at cardladder.com or sports card investor and you want to talk about the market people often use prism as the baseline the, the given that's one that a lot of people know about they're chasing they're bidding on they're they're selling um those are the most frequently traded cards and so prism is usually shiny usually silvery with its base cards has lots of great parallel, different color options. You know, there's the pink cracked ice, the orange cracked ice. Now they have just the silver cracked ice. It's prism silver, often the most desirable and sometimes the most expensive of the non-numbered prism parallels. Now prism basketball came out, it feels like two months ago now, probably because it's been two months ago. Brunch! But seriously... Uh, it always comes out to lots of anticipation and excitement and lots of people buying and selling cards instantly on eBay as they open their hobby boxes. I, I think Prism cards are still the most investable because they are the most traded. I don't know when that's going to change. I just know when they came out, that was like the one set I was waiting to see, hey, are we going to see basketball card market continue to go down or is it going to stabilize? Is it going to be strong? Will we see wax boxes available at retail uh, because people have stopped buying basketball cards? Well, Prism Basketball would be a test of that. And yeah, I found 
I was able to get one box. Maybe it was two boxes. Uh, they're hard to get still. They are um, just great looking cards. And so all that to say, uh, if you're looking for one set to just get started and get familiar with or to collect or buy a box <clears throat> or to buy rookie cards of this year's guys, uh, the base rookie cards of, of any of them would be a good place to start. But like I've said with a lot of these, make sure the card you're buying is well-centered. Prism cards are notorious for having dimples or scratches or being a little bit off-centered, up or down, left or right, whatever. They're still awesome cards, right? And there's rookies, there's autographs, there's uh, all sorts of parallels and variations. That set is, in this year's hobby, that's still the trend setter. That is still the pace setter for in the most popular sets. The other sets I wanted to mention would be Donruss Optic, which looks a lot like Donruss, except they're chromium. They're better quality cards. They're glossy. They're cool. Uh, those are worth a bit more than the paper Donruss I was telling you about a few minutes ago. And I like Donruss Optic's parallels. I like the blue velocity. I like the Optic Lime Green cards that are numbered to 149. I like the Optic My House parallels, especially the My House uh, inserts, the My House Silvers. Uh, where you can collect superstars like LeBron and Giannis and Steph Curry, all those things. Uh, a great, if you're looking to get into a rookie card of a player from the last few years like LaMelo Ball, Ja Morant, Anthony Edwards, I, Tyrese Maxey, I would look at the Optic Blue Velocity. Uh, those are very cool looking cards to me and uh, an affordable parallel to get. I'd make sure it's centered again. I can't say, I can't emphasize that enough, but Donruss Optic um, is not out yet for this year. Wait, is it? I guess they are out. They came out a couple weeks ago. Just not as big of a fanfare as Prism had. And then in a couple weeks, we've got Mosaic. Those are beautiful, shiny, but overprinted cards, right? And you can still find some in the Mosaic sets that are autographed or that are numbered or that are harder to get, like, like any of these sets. If you go to some of the links I posted in today's show notes, you can go to uh, Blowout Cards or Cardboard Connection and read more details about any of these sets. I'd encourage you to do that for at least Prism, uh, Optic, and Select, which I haven't mentioned yet, because they come out after Mosaic. Mosaic is, I think, gorgeous-looking cards. Again, a set with Parallel, uh, like the pink camouflage, the orange camo. There, there's a, there's a, just a regular base. There's a silver. Um, I like I, I like mosaic. What can I say? And then select, which has some more unique uh, options. You can get select the the regular base card of a guy is his concourse. The little harder to find variation is his premier level. And then the even harder is the courtside level. Now, last season, last year's, the 2020, you know, Anthony Edwards class, they released Select as a hobby box that often those cards were uh, silver or gray in color. But then they released Retail Select, which were like a navy blue. And they printed a ton of them driving down the value, which if you're looking to buy cards cheaply, and just say, hey, I got a LaMelo Ball rookie. Well, you can get your LaMelo Ball rookie and select for less than five bucks somewhere, right? Um, 
but but they kind of watered down the value of select. Whereas in in 2019 and before that, select cards were were shorter printed, and they weren't available in retail. And so sometimes you can look back and get a select rookie card of uh, Jason Tatum or Donovan Mitchell or Nikola Jokic, and those cards are going to be. It'll be interesting to see how they retain and even maybe increase in value over prisms down the road because there are just fewer of those select cards. So those are some of the mainstream popular sets. I listed prism. That's number one still. Optic, mosaic, and select. Mosaic and select come out in the next mosaics in two weeks and select is in six weeks. But there are at least two other products that I just want to mention that I think are super cool. They have limited versions and parallels, and uh, there are fewer people chasing them at first, but when there's a superstar in that card, people want it. And I'm talking about Court Kings. Court Kings, uh, guys, if you have a favorite rookie, like say you like Ja Morant, Darius Garland, whoever it is, go, go on eBay and search for like Darius Garland, Court Kings, 2019 rookie. And what will come up for you is five or six different cards, maybe seven if you include the first steps with the player's shoes. Court Kings has, even in their base, a limited or lesser known release number and several that are very, very short printed, like the level four select rookies, the level three select rookies. Those are much harder to find. And uh, I'm just thrilled that I got a Darius Garland one that scored a PSA 10. Boom. Um, but Court Kings, I really like. Uh, they're one of those similar to uh, Don Russ, where they're made out of paper. Like they're not a hard, glossy chromium card, but they're just they're just cool looking designs. And uh, big fan here of what Court Kings is doing. Another brand that I like that uh, you know you can find different versions of these in different parts of the world, but is Revolution Panini's Revolution, and there's. There's things like the, all the parallels, like the Astro and the Chinese New Year and the uh, Cosmic. Like there's so many different parallels. Do the same, like pick your, pick your rookie, Jordan Poole 2019 Revolution and search for that on eBay and see how many come up. Uh, there's an example where a lot of people who are serious about cards, they know what Revolution is. They know what Court Kings is. They know what... Um, Crown Royale is. Do you? I mean, there's going to be so many brands out there, you guys. Absolute. You will, you'll be like, well, why didn't he mention this? Why didn't he mention that? Exactly. Like, this was just a primer. <laughs> the 101. I want to at least know that you've heard of Court Kings. But as, as the basics go, cheap, we're talking NBA hoops and Don Russ. Okay? Chronicles. Popular, we're talking Prism, Optic, Select, Mosaic. I feel like there was one more. Prism, Optic, Select, Mosaic. And that's pretty much it. And then and then the expensive cards, National Treasures, Flawless, Impeccable, and Immaculate. Man, there's a lot of cards. You don't have to know them all. Just find some that you enjoy. And to be to be at least able to talk with people about Prism and Don Russ National Treasures. I think that helps. So guys, I hope this has helped you out. As always, I would love to hear any questions that you've got. 
email me, gary at hoopsandcards.com, gary at hoopsandcards.com. Check out our hoopsandcards.com site because we have links there and blog updates and NBA takes and some cool features that we will roll out as we get closer to the NBA season that you won't want to miss. Uh, Hoops Plus, that is a fantastic next step for you supporters of the show for $4.99 a month. $4.99, not $499. $4.99, you get more podcast episodes. You get a monthly newsletter with with the NBA Hoops Plus Insider. You get to be a part of a deeper level of community in the Hoops Plus Discord. And you get chances to win monthly prizes. I I don't know why you would would wait. Why would you you put this off? Seriously, sign up today, Hoops Plus. That's my my, strong push. Dude, you got to do it. Sign up for Hoops Plus. Go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe and get started today. And we really appreciate your support, all of you Hoops Plus members. You guys rock. I'm always enjoying the, the things I learned from you as well. Join Hoops Plus at anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. I'm Gary. Grateful to be your host. Can't wait to join you in a few days with another episode of this series basketball cards 101 here at hoops and cards have a great week everybody garland oh, i'm telling you he is a, he's something else